This is Reset. I'm Sasha Ann Simons. The U.S. has seen its 38th mass shooting in March alone. Yesterday, a private Christian elementary school in Nashville, Tennessee, was targeted, leaving six killed, including three children. It's recent attacks like these against schools, religious spaces, and other institutions that have prompted Governor J.B. Pritzker to award $20 million in grants to over 100 groups to increase their safety measures. That investment has been promised to 116 organizations across the state, and we'll hear from three groups on how they plan to spend the funds. Joining us now is Karen Cohen, the director of Glenview Methodist Preschool. Welcome to Reset, Karen. Thanks, Sasha. I want to first get your thoughts on the Nashville school shooting, Karen. What went through your mind when you heard the news? Just absolutely heartbreaking and, you know, such a common occurrence now that I don't really understand how this can keep happening, and we stand by and watch. Have there already been conversations about how to boost safety and and security at your school in in light of the news yesterday? Um, It's kind of been an ongoing discussion with our parents. You know, as the increase in incidents happen at churches and schools, you know, they're very concerned, obviously, with the safety of their young children coming to school. So an ongoing discussion with parents, what does that look like? What kinds of questions are they asking you? Um, Just what are we doing to make sure that this doesn't happen at our school, which, of course, you can never be completely sure. Right. How Um, do you answer that? um, So we just like to address their questions um, from the early 60s when churches and schools were really designed to be open, you know, and welcoming, not prepared for lockdowns. So we really had to make multiple improvements already. Um, But for a school like ours to make big, significant improvements, it's kind of out of our budget. Mm. So this uh, grant was a really good opportunity to address some of those needs. Um, we contracted with a security consulting program, um, and then they gave us a complete assessment of our campus and our buildings and um, gave us recommendations, and they're actually the ones that pointed us toward the grant opportunity. Yeah, let's talk about that. Glenview Methodist Preschool is one of more than 100 recipients of these security grants from the state. Why was this something that you applied for, Karen? How did you first hear about the program so that we understand? So the security consulting service that we hired, um, along with the recommendations, told us about the grant opportunity. We're also part of a larger campus, so it includes our preschool and also a child care center and the church. I see. So with that many children and a church um, on the one campus, we felt that we would really benefit and qualify for something like this as all nonprofits. And you had to get each of those approved, right? Individually approved. Um, so because we're at the same address, we were approved as a group. I um, applied at Columbia Methodist Preschool was the applicant, but it also shows that we can also make improvements that will benefit all of the organizations. I see. So your, your school is set to receive over $117,000 to increase safety precautions. Give us some more specifics on, on what you think you, you plan on doing with the funding. Sure. Um, Some of our projects include um, a lot of upgrading of entry doors and classroom doors, um, adding alarms and panic buttons, and um, some video surveillance. Are parents reacting to those plans? How how do they think it'll impact the overall sense of safety there? I think they'll react positively. We're on spring break right now, actually, so I haven't really seen them um, since we found out. But... um, I, I think it'll make them a little more comfortable. You know, you can never be 100% secure, but 
but the improvements are really in hopes of delaying entry and giving us time to alert authorities and hopefully get a quick response. Karen Cohen's the director of Glenview Methodist Preschool. Thanks for checking in with us, Karen. Thank you so much for having me. We'll turn now to Larry Chasen with Darhe Noam of Glenbrook and Northbrook. Welcome to Reset, Larry. Hey, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Larry, we know Jewish institutions, including synagogues and schools, they've just been a growing target of threats in in recent years especially. There's a new report by the Anti-Defamation League which shows anti-Semitic incidents. They're at an all-time high right now. Is that something that your synagogue has come across or that you're proactively talking about? We're proactively talking about it. We have not experienced anything um, to date, but it's, it's throughout the country, everyone that has a religious institution has a threat to their ideology and the way they practice their faith. And you never know when you're going to be attacked. And the problem is, is living in the northern suburbs, which Darke Noam is, everybody thinks they're safe. And, you know, the whole doors open for congregants to come in when the doors should be locking the minute they uh, they open it up for themselves and wait for the next person to do it so yeah. that nobody can sneak in. You said you, you yeah. never know when the next attack will be. How, how, does, right. how does that feel? It's It's scary. I mean, the problem is, is that you do not, you know, you cannot get everybody on board. You know, it's like, why are there so many car thefts? Because people leave their fobs in their car. And then the thieves just break the windows and get in and steal the cars. Mm-hmm. Um, you got to keep your doors locked. I mean, I can come to the synagogue and sometimes, you you know, if there's an event, somebody is too hot and there's a chair in the door, you know, it's like, why? Oh, I see. So when you say and you can't get everybody on board. It's just a universal thing. Yeah. You mean uh, when you talked about getting everyone on board, you mean in terms of uh, just safety compliance, right? Right. Congregants, everybody doesn't think it's going to happen to them. So they become lax. And that's why when we um, met with when I met with the uh, did a security assessment of first entry from Homeland Security, um, they walk your site. And they tell you what your deficiencies are. Mm-hmm. And then when you have those deficiencies in the report, that's how you put in on, on the sheet which line items you are requesting money in. So tell us more about what your current security measures look like today, Larry. Well, today, today we have a lot of security cameras. And... Um, we have just finished hooking up our camera system to the Northbrook Police Department. So God forbid if we should have an attack, and then once the SWAT team comes in, they have our password where they can sign into our camera system and actually visually see what's going on. And the police department, the dispatch desk is is going is checking our camera system once a week so it's actually really nice northbrook is doing a really good job in helping everybody with this security issue Mm -hmm. how'd you find out about the grant i was on a webinar for a, a federal grant and one of the speakers was talking about how the illinois 
uh, had passed, the state of Illinois had passed the grant in 2017 and had just funded it in 2022. And I immediately got on to see what, how we could apply for it. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the projects you just described with the security cameras and that direct connection to the, the police department, is that all that, uh, that you're going to be using the funding for? No, that was under a federal grant that we had four years ago. Oh, I see. For Homeland Security. So you've got additional and plans our, then? These are additional plans of improving, tra- doing a training policy that is basically the ABCs of security. Um, when you have congregants, I mean, it's just like anybody else. Nobody wants to sit through a 45-minute to an hour training session. Mm-hmm as a volunteer this way we can we can make it real simple we could have some zoom or videos that you can sign in and there maybe be five or ten minutes with the abcs of security and do something like that and just train our border directors and our rabbi on the security issues just in case something happens and most likely most of them will be in synagogue if something is occurring so we've got new cameras, uh, direct connection to the police department, some more training for staff. Do you have a timeline in mind for when these projects and the training will, will be done, be ready to go? Well, the, the grant was just approved last Thursday or Wednesday, or Wednesday or Thursday of last week. Okay. There's still other things that have to be done before you can even start bidding on stuff. They just released the award. You don't have... You have to do the, you have to get a, you have to do three bids mm-hmm. and then you have to get it approved. We probably will not be starting anything on this grant till the later part of the fourth quarter of this year. Larry Chasen is with Darhe Noam of Glenbrook and Northbrook. Thank you so much for checking in with us, Larry. Thank you. And let's hear from one more voice. With us is Asan Arazula, a member of the Board of Directors at Darul Kasim College. Hi, Asan. Hi, good afternoon, Sasha. So Darul Kasim is a, is a Muslim college in Glendale Heights. What conversations have you and your school staff and students had about safety and about security on campus? Sure. This has been an ongoing conversation with us, um, particularly raised by uh, last June, we received our uh, Illinois Board of Higher Education license to actually operate as a college. So this was particularly acute for us to have some discussions about as we anticipate, and we've seen a real increase in the number of students, faculty, and staff on our campus. So what are your thoughts on, on this grant that you're, you're getting? Well, we were thrilled to get the news um, that we were uh, that we were a recipient of this grant. Um, I think, as the last speaker just noted, the grant is not actually given as a lump sum, but really comes. Uh, there's a set of training that we're going through now okay. uh, with uh, the Illinois Emergency Management Agency on how to access the grant funds. But our focus, uh, one of the areas of focus, has really been to establish and be able to put in place a public address system within our campus. Mm. Um, I think, as your earlier speakers mentioned, we've done some enhancements in terms of our door locks and alarm systems and cameras. But really, the added expense of putting in a public address system is kind of one of the things that we've had on our wish list that we're hoping we'll be able to execute on. Take us back to the the application process. What was that like for the grant? Sure. Um, so the application process included a few things for us. Uh, one of them was we needed to get a formal assessment by the U.S. Department of Homeland Security on our facility. 
And then we also had to go through um, a fair amount of paperwork to establish ourselves to get a unique entity ID with the federal government, and then also to be able to enter that into a grantee portal in the Illinois grant um, system. So getting through all of that paperwork, we were able to do that pretty expeditiously. We started the process in January of this year, and like I said, we, we took it as an early Ramadan gift, frankly, mm-hmm. um, that we got news of this uh, news of this grant last week. Yeah. Uh, you recently received your license to operate as a college. So I imagine that's going to mean more campus visitors, right? Absolutely. And I think as a college, it's trying to find and strike the right balance between security as well as maintaining an open academic environment. Um, About a third to 40 percent of our students come from out of state. So when families are coming with their kids uh, sort of for a campus visit, we want to make sure that we're able to maintain a feel and both assure the parents that their kids are going to be safe, Mm -hmm. but at the same time allow for an open environment where people don't feel like they're being watched all the time and that sort of – that sort of over security. So trying to find that right balance, I think that's where this grant will help us really apply some newer technology that will really facilitate to do that in a very non-obtrusive way. Yeah, that's that's going to be a difficult line to walk for, for sure, Asan. you know, trying to make sure folks feel welcome, right, and, and that they can uh, stop by and, and support their, their family, their students, uh, but also that, okay, well, this is a safe space. We are, you know, locked down when we need to be and, you know, we are. And have control. We have control. Yeah, that's that's the key there. Absolutely. Uh, any other projects that were approved for the grant that you think would address safety concerns? You talked about that public address system a moment ago. Yeah, they also talked about um, uh, funding to support active shooter trainings. So I certainly think that our faculty staff, we will try to take advantage of that. And then the last piece is for a personal um, ID system. Uh, such that like student IDs would be able to be flashed at the door as a way to enter and exit the building, again, to create some added security, both for our library facility and the overall campus. Asan Arazula is a member of the board of directors at Darul Kasim College. Thank you so much for joining us. Good luck.